listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. February is American Heart Health and Dr. Keith Campbell from Wycliffe USA is joining us with some great information for your cardiovascular health. Now Wycliffe is a global ministry that is working to bring God's word to all people of on earth in a language they can clearly understand. So I'm excited for Dr. Keith to not only help us with our cardiovascular health, but to tell us where he's been lately. Good morning, <laughs> Keith. Hey, good morning, Bridget. Good morning, Eric. Yeah, so uh, you know, one of the things that's good for your health is to hear good news, right? So what you, you were able to travel overseas. Tell us what you were up to the past few weeks. Yeah, so, um, oh man, I am so blessed that um, God has called me to do what I do. It's just amazing. Um, So I get to care for the missionaries around the world that are serving where God's called them in Bible translation. And I just returned from Indonesia, specifically from the island of Papua. And Papua is an island that's just north of Australia, um, just south of the equator. And uh, it's, it has this mountain chain in the middle of the island with mountains that are up to, uh, up to 16,000 feet. And in those mountains are just an incredible number of hidden valleys and different corners where there's hundreds of people groups speaking different languages. And, um, and so Wycliffe and a lot of other organizations have been working there for over 50 years to reach those people with God's good news. Um, what's really exciting that's going on there right now is there's really this movement. I, I, I firmly believe that there is a, a new movement of the Spirit throughout the world right now, uh, throughout the world, and including in, uh, in Papua, where we have these language groups that are up there in the mountains, and they are reaching out to organizations like Wycliffe and others that are saying, you know, hey, we, we, we really want to know more about God. We really want to have God's word in a language, in a way that we can understand, because we've seen how lives are transformed and communities are transformed. Um, and so it's just an amazing mm-hmm. time to be serving God, and uh, I get the honor of being able to you know, care for the health of the people that are doing this around the world. And it's it's almost like getting a front row seat on an amazing game or an amazing concert. Like being at the front row seat of the Toby Mac concert right now. It's just amazing. <laughs> that is pretty amazing. Well, I'm so glad that you not only get a chance to do that, but also join us from time to time here on 89.3 with some great medical advice and perspective. And since February is American Heart Health Month, we thought this would be a great time to focus on our cardiovascular health. It is so crucial to our overall well-being, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think there's a reason why scriptures talk about the heart so much, Mm. you know, and I think that, uh, you know, obviously when the scriptures were being written and those uh, God was speaking through those people, they weren't thinking about the the atriums and the ventricles and the electrical conduction system that we now know about. Um, But I, I think the heart is just so central in our health when we speak of not only physical health, but it has to do with our, you know, our emotional and spiritual health as well. So talking about our physical health for American Heart Month is absolutely important in so many ways. The heart's an amazing the body's amazing, but the heart mm-hmm. is kind of that amazing central piece to it. Tell us, though, when things go wrong. What do we when we're talking about heart disease? What do we mean, and why is this so important for me to know about? Right. Well, just I mean, just raw statistics. I mean, in the last time we, you know, in 2020, the last statistics we had, one in five deaths were as a result of some sort of heart disease. Mm-hmm. So that's that's over 700,000 people a year. Um, 
And, um, you know, heart disease is actually pretty, pretty wide. If you think about it, it covers lots of different things. Um, you know, we think of coronary heart disease, which is what encompasses things like heart attacks. And that's when the blood isn't, the, the, the heart is not getting enough blood flow or enough nutrition to be able to continue to beat well. Um, then there's things like rhythm problems. There's um, atrial fibrillation is just an incredibly common thing that we see, especially in the elderly, but not only the elderly. And there's other people who have rhythm problems, even young people, um, uh, ventricular tachycardia and things like that. And then ultimately there's uh, heart failure, which is when the heart, which is essentially a pump, just isn't able to pump the blood to get to the different parts of the body sufficiently. Um, and that oftentimes is kind of the end point of, of lots of disease, but, um, but that also can happen in a wide variety of different people for a lot of different reasons. Um, and so, uh, so those things are the different kinds to think about. And, um, and you know, and then you think about how the heart is interconnected in every area of our body. I mean, the beating of our heart, you know, uh, is, is affected by our stress level, our caffeine, our sleep, um, the blood supply to our heart and the nutrition is affected by cholesterol, our diet, um, our weight, um, heart failure and the strength of our heart. It's important things, uh, thinking about um, exercise and blood pressure. Diabetes is something that covers almost everything that has to do with the heart. Um, that's something we have to pay attention to as well. There are some risk factors that we had nothing to do with, uh, you know, nothing. We didn't have a choice in that factor. In other words, I'm talking about our family history. This is pretty key to knowing if you are at risk, isn't it? Yeah. So there's a couple things that we just can't change. Mm -hmm. um, family history is one. And actually, unfortunately, Eric, you and I, we're stuck with being male. So um, <laughs> males are more at risk and family history. And I think it's important to talk about family history and then realize what that is. Um, so we as physicians consider people who have a, 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 a positive family history at risk would be somebody who's had a first degree relative male who had heart disease less than age 55 or 65 years old in a female. So a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, those kind of people. So then there's other, though, issues that can be a part of this uh, outside of the family. You know, you can you can cause your own issues, right? I, I think there's other things that we can do that can cause the issue or that we could cease doing, and that would kind of help out the issue, right? Yeah, so, okay, so there's not a whole lot we could do about these unmodifiable things. Right, right. But even if you are male, and even if you do have somebody who has a family, if you're somebody who has a family history, we can do things. <laughs> things like uh, smoking, it just incredibly increases our risk. Excessive alcohol. Now, you know, there's some controversy about, you know, a glass of wine and those kind of things, but certainly excessive alcohol increases risk. Um, weight is a, is a big factor. Uh, if you're overweight, that contributes a huge amount to heart disease, physical inactivity. Um, and, and you also see that these things are all very related. Um, and, uh, but they're also independent, which means that let's say you have a bunch of these risk factors and you're like, well, I work on the smoking thing, but you know, the, the exercise thing is just really tough for me. You know, take it one step at a time. Take, you know, one step at a time and each step you take will decrease your risk. So one step at a time. What are other things that we can do, especially if we are at high risk? But all of us have some risk factors no matter what. So what are some practical steps we can take to increase our health and for our heart? Yeah. So I would say, first of all, blanket statement would be that, you know, 
check in with your with your doctor. You know, uh, talk about what your risk factors are. Uh, another thing that we can do is, um, you know, physical activity. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody has to go to the gym every day and work out like crazy. There are small choices we can make. Um, if appropriate and you're able, take the stairs instead of the elevator. You know, instead of finding that parking space that's right up against where you're going, you know, walk a little bit. At lunchtime, maybe instead of uh, after you're done eating lunch, maybe go for a walk if there's a place that's appropriate for you to do that. So those small things can really make a difference. Um, when it comes to uh, checking in with your doctor, um, you know, diabetes, high blood pressure are two things that can go on for a long time without us really even noticing it. And so having regular checks with your doctor, there are recommendations for screening for diabetes and for high blood pressure. Uh, if those are things that you are at risk for, either by family history or you've had them diagnosed, then, you know, make sure that you have those things treated and take care of yourself and really, um, you know, tend to those things. It's easy to ignore those things because they're not causing a lot of symptoms right now, but they may be silent at the moment, but five years down the road or 10 days down the road, there's irreversible damage that could have been averted if you had paid attention to it earlier. I always see things like Cheerios are heart healthy for you. Or so, are there heart healthy foods? Yes, there are. I would, you know, I'm one of those people that says, you know, be be weary of what the right. you know what the ad line <laughs> yes, says. <yes>. Okay, <laughs> so it is true. You know, Cheerios, uh, you know, that type of whole grains is helpful for you. But generally, um, things that are low in fat, uh, low in saturated fat specifically, uh, you know, fruits and vegetables. Um, those kind of things are the things that you want to eat. Stay away from processed foods. Um, I never say never, so I won't say stay away from all fast food, but don't make fast food a staple of your life. Make it uh, the exception uh, to your life. There's one of these things that on your list here, too, that I've been saying, I would, I think I need to do this. And you say taking a CPR class can be so helpful at a critical kind of emergency moment. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think that's something that we really need to get the message out more about. Um, so uh, taking a CPR class and being uh, prepared and AEDs, so um, automated external defibrillators, you see those things around in, uh, in arenas and in offices. Um, and the reason why you're seeing them around so much is because that's the one thing that has shown that when people have a rhythm problem, and if you get an AED on them and shock them back into rhythm quickly before the uh, EMS even gets there, that improves survival. So knowing where, being, paying attention to where the AEDs are, knowing how to do CPR, and thinking through the process should a friend, a family member, or uh, a coworker or somebody in the community have a problem that you would know how to respond. You know, if I... If our church doesn't have one of those devices, is that something that's easy to get or is that is it a nuisance to have one of those because of the different uh, hoops you have to jump through to have one or, or what's the process? Do you know anything about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, actually, the laws have been made in such a way to make it easier. So um, you can. there are companies out there that will actually provide the appropriate steps to make sure there's medical supervision and training. Um, there's good Samaritan laws out there. So, you know, you could take a CPR class uh, and learn how to use an AED in an afternoon or, you know, just in three or four hours. Mm -hmm. And that would satisfy all the requirements. Um, so absolutely something to look into.
Oh, this has been so helpful, especially during this Heart Health Month. There are things that we can do to increase our cardiovascular health. And Dr. Keith Campbell has been so helpful today to share those things with us. Dr. Campbell, thanks so much for your time. Thank you for having me.